Hello? Hello? Yeah, mate. Um, listen. Unfortunately, because of the way things are, we can't meet up at the usual spot and have our conversation. But that's still alright. We can still have it over the phone. Um, it's still cool. But yeah, welcome back to Conversations Over Coffee. I'm still your host, Sean. Grab a cup. Get comfortable. Hey, yo. What to do? Um, first of all, before we get into anything, <clears throat> my voice is a little scratchy today. I'm sorry about that. The reason for that is on the drive home from work today, I screamed. Do you ever, um, do you ever feel like just fucking screaming, just letting it out? Whatever it is, the pent-up emotion, pent-up uh, anxiety, whatever it is, you know, do you ever just want to let it out? Yeah, I, I did, I did, I screamed. Um, it's been a, it's been a taxing day. It's been a long day. It's been a long couple of days, to be honest. Um, so sometimes you just kind of want to let it out, you know, just a release, just a release. And so I did. I do recommend it. I do recommend it every now and then. Just find some time to just scream and let it out it's good it works anyway so um what we're doing today is i'm gonna read you a story uh one of the stories that i have written i wrote this story um sometime last year let me not lie i started to write the story sometime last year i think it was yeah and it's honestly one of my favorite stories that I have written. Um, I love the story because I feel like it has so much potential to be whatever. Um, there's a lot of directions that it can take and I think I think it's a brilliant story. I love it. But here's the problem. It is very much incomplete. Absolutely incomplete. Right? Um, I don't know why I just haven't been... I haven't been able to, to finish the story. I just haven't been. You know, I've tried numerous times to try and finish it up i just add like a chapter well not even a chapter let me not lie i just add like a piece here and there and it's just it's not finishing you know and i don't know i just thought let me share it and then um present you guys with a little bit of a challenge at the end right um so it's a story about it's I'm going to be reading it to you. So the story is from the point of this guy. This guy is like sort of like writing a journal, right? So the story is from the point. So I'm going to be reading as this guy. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, I'm just going to start off from the very beginning. (coughs) Uh, I met a... A very interesting young man today. I was having a drink at Tracy's. It's my favorite bar. The food is not all that great, but you know, sometimes when you're drinking, your mouth gets lonely and kind of want to nibble on something. Their drinks, however, are really, really good. Um, Tracy, the owner, she's such a delight. Um, she's a short, no-nonsense firecracker of a woman, but she's also very, very sweet. I'll admit, I might have a little bit of a crush on her. And 
I think she knows it. Hi, Alec. How are you today? Should I get you the usual? She says this to me every time I walk in, and then she would flash me this beautiful smile exposing the gap between her upper incisors. I've always thought that was a cute little gap. I was sitting at my favorite spot at the end of a hectic day, enjoying a cold beer. I usually prefer gin, but today I felt like a beer would do. And this young man pulls up a stool next to mine and orders a beer as well. He greets me with so much energy and cheer in his voice. I found it odd for someone to have that much energy at the end of the day. He looks about 26, 27 and full of life, which is also strange because most 26, 27 year olds I know are sad and depressed. <laughs> but he's different. And that caught my attention. How you doing, mate? He asks. I give him a slight nod. I'm alright, buddy. How are you? I say this while making eye contact. Oh man, I'm great. I've had a really good day. I smile a little. I can tell. You wanna share? He takes a big sip of his beer. I can't get into detail, but I just bagged a huge deal that is going to change my life. For the better, of course. I've been working on this for years and years and it finally came together and I'm super excited about it. This is going to set me up for life. He laughs and says, I wish I could live forever. I raise my glass and tells it slightly, but good for you, mate. I wish you all the best with that. He raises his glass and tells it slightly as well and says, thanks. We sit and drink in silence for a few minutes when he finally breaks the silence and says, do you want to live forever? Excuse me? I mean, have you thought about it, like living forever? As in like being an immortal, I ask? Yeah, he goes. And then a memory popped into my head as he was speaking. I want to live forever, daddy. I don't know why I'm, I did that accent. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I want to live forever, daddy. I remember saying this to my dad as they walked through, as we walked uh, kind of fucked up there with the tenses. Anyway, I remember saying this to my dad as we walked through our fields. We had just harvested and sold of most of our corn and maize. It was a good year for us. I was no older than 10 and my little sister, Araya, who was sitting atop my dad's shoulders was what, seven I think at that point? We were, what some would say, a lovely family of three. My father was the kindest man you'd ever meet. Stern, but kind. He never raised his deep voice at anyone, but he was also no pushover. He had the build of a lumberjack, standing at about seven feet. A gentle giant with big hairy arms. His luscious brunette hair seemed to come together seamlessly with his thick full beard and bushy eyebrows, making it look like this hairy animal had made his head and face its home. I took my mother's skin tone. She had a rich, dark skin, a warm, kind face, and she always kept her hair short. That's all I remember about her. She died when I was younger, and most of my memories of her are from photographs and stories that my dad used to tell. Yeah, I suppose when I was like 10, I say to him with a little bit of a confused look, he laughs and says, I mean, I guess we've all imagined it when we were younger, but I mean, like, proper thought about it. 
what do you think it would take what what do you think it would actually take to live forever is it even possible i mean we see it in the movies and all but what if it's actually possible he says all this with a boyish excitement in his voice i think to myself that he's just euphoric over the day he just had i mean he just bagged a big win you know i smile back and say i mean i don't really know what it takes to be immortal and if at all it's possible but it sure is an interesting prospect and then there's like a break um next paragraph or whatever it is and then he goes oh but i know this he's talking to himself now oh but i know i do know that it is possible and i do know what it takes i've paid the price and directly or not i've paid the price a couple hundred years ago maybe 6 or 7 something happened that shifted my perspective and understanding on reality i was about 22 or so i remember i was with my dad in the barn tending to the horses i was brushing stella's tail she was our oldest horse beautiful and um i put in stars insert horse breed so we're going to have to find a horse breed and put it in there she was anyway let's start the sentence again she was our oldest horse a beautiful horse breed very gentle and she had been with us for as far as i can remember both my sister and i learned how to ride on her she was old now couldn't do much riding but she was still full of life alec that's the guy's name by the way i didn't mention that the guy that's telling the story alec come over here dad munch motioned over to the haystack he wanted us to sit i didn't like it when you that it would be an uncomfortable conversation he always got awkward when we talked about serious things i remember when he told me about sex for the first time he didn't do the whole birds and bees thing he just went straight in and told me how babies are actually made and birth and all of that and that it was it was creepy i guess he thought i was old enough to understand which i think i was but it was just very uncomfortable you know um i don't know if he did this with my araya i don't know if he did this with araya um i don't even want to imagine how that must have gone He really tries his best to be as honest with us about life ever since mom passed away. Maybe that's his way of protecting us as much as he can, which I can respect. And I appreciate it. So I walk over to the haystack and I sit down reluctantly. Listen. There's no easy way to tell you this, but here goes. He took a long pause and I could tell he was really struggling with whatever it he was really struggling with whatever it is he wanted to say. There's no easy way to say this. He repeated. I've been waiting for the right time to tell you this. I suppose you're old enough now. We he pauses. I he pauses. I'm special. I shot him a very confused look. What do you mean, dad? What I mean is I'm not normal as in I'm not an ordinary human being. I just got more confused. And I think he could tell what I was thinking because um he started to shift un- uncomfortably as well. 
He sighs and finally sits down next to me. Something happened to me when I turned 30 years old. I don't really know for sure why or how, and I can only assume that it was when I turned 30 because I think that's when it started. Or rather, that's when I stopped aging. He was right. Because underneath uh, because underneath his mammoth of a beard, he did not look a day over 30. He had just always joked that he ages backwards or that he had good genes or something like that. I mean, it wasn't abnormal to have a baby face or, well, a young-looking face, as he would call it. He continues. At first, I just thought that I stopped growing or aging. Or that I did actually indeed have good genes, as you know. Oh, I did actually have good genes, full stop. As you know, I never knew my parents. I figured I must have inherited these genes from them or something. But then as the years went by, I got older and older. And the older I got, the more... Okay, I'm going to have to change this sentence. But then as the years went by, I got older and older. And yet my looks never changed. There we go. Sounds a lot better. I started getting more suspicious when my age mates were all aging and dying. I had friends who grew old and died, leaving me here still looking young. I didn't know what to do or what was going on, so I ran away from where I was. And I lived on the move for a couple years, hoping that maybe at some point my age would finally kick in. That I would start losing my strength or that my body would give out, even if my looks didn't. But no, that did not happen. It got lonely at some point, and I got low. Real low. I tried to kill myself a couple times, to no avail. I tried everything, shooting myself, hanging myself, jumping in front of a train. It was all excruciatingly painful, but I did not die. After a while, I made peace with it, I suppose. And that is when I met your mother. I'd always stayed away from any sort of real relationships because I didn't want to see the people I love die. But there was something about her. I couldn't stay away. Long story short, we got married and had you guys. Now I'm sitting here with my jaw literally on the floor. I couldn't even begin to make sense of what I had just heard. Did she know? A sweet, small voice startled the both of us. It was Araya. She was four years younger than me. So, at this point, I think she was 18. We didn't hear her come into the barn, but she was standing there and it looks like she heard everything. Did mom know? She asks again. She didn't look confused or baffled. I, on the other hand, was trying to figure out if this was real or if it was some sort of twisted joke. But her eyes seemed to believe it. I'd always admired how intelligent she was and her ability to see past any sort of bullshit. So for her to believe this, for whatever reason, there must be something to her, right? Could be true, right? 
Yeah, she knew. Dad said mid-sigh. I told her why we were dating. On one of our evening walks, she asked why I was distant, like I was hiding something. Are you afraid of commitment, she asked. And I told her. She laughed in my face, that full hearty laugh of hers. I didn't get mad. Instead, I fell more in love with her. And I realized from then on that I always wanted to hear that laugh. It warmed my heart. She then said, it's okay. If it's true, then at least I get to spend my whole life with you. I'm glad that I get to die first because I don't want to live without you. And that was that. We got married shortly after. Is this why she died, Daddy? Araya asked with tears in her eyes now. Oh no, Flower. She had cancer, remember? Unfortunately, we only discovered it when it was too late. Dad sees this while holding Araya's hand. Did you have any kids or another family before us? I asked him. Yeah, I did. I was married and had a son once before. But I watched them all grow old and die. And I vowed to never do that again. Until I met your mother, that is. There was something about her that I'd never seen in my many years of existence. I was drawn to her soul, her beautiful, gentle soul. I know just how much pain love can bring to a person, but if it was with her, I didn't mind at all. But pain is pain, right? It demands to be felt. I know that this is a lot to take in, but I just needed to get it off my chest. I wanted you to know because I love you. I didn't intend for Araya to hear it like this, but at least now you both know. I love you both so dearly. Does this mean we're immortal too? Araya asked. I don't think so. My other family all died, so I don't think that's how it works, he says. Dad and Araya both left the barn to go back into the house. It was already dark outside. I just sat there in silence trying to make sense of what I just heard. I mean, what do you even say or do when your father tells you he's mortal? How are you supposed to feel? I had very many mixed emotions about it all. The little eight-year-old boy inside me was excited that my dad is some sort of superhero, I suppose. Another part did not want to deal with this. Just ignore it and continue with life. And the other part was scared and confused. A few years later at Araya's wedding, Dad and I were preparing the horses for the, pro- for the processional. Just a few days before the wedding. We had been doing these exercises with the horses for weeks now in preparation for the big day. The horses were supposed to walk down the aisle side by side. We had a full white Arden- I don't know how to pronounce this Ardenais. Ardenais, yes. If I'm saying it wrong, don't come for me, alright? I don't yeah. We let me start the sentence again. We had a full white Ardenais stallion and a full black Ardenais mare. They were the ring bearers. 
it was it was beautiful really as i was lining them up the stallion got a little too excited and kicked me in the head as i moved behind it to get to the other side rookie mistake i know you never walk behind a horse the blow was strong enough to crack my skull which it did my skull imploded when the hind leg of a 1000 kg animal that is strong enough to pull a train collided full force with my face with my head actually not my face with my head a sharp hot pain consumed my entire body as i came to i realized that my father is standing over me screaming my name and mumbling something i couldn't make out what exactly everything quickly came back to me when i faintly heard the neigh of the horses they sounded so far away i tried to sit up but i couldn't move i couldn't feel anything but this pain that has engulfed my entire body next thing i know my father sits me down in the middle of the living room he must have carried me from outside into the house It had just been it had been just him and I that day. No one else was around. For whatever reason my dad did not call for help. He just stood there crying. I could only make out the words no, no, no. Please no from reading his lips. As soon as the pain in my body started receding, I knew exactly what was happening. He wasn't crying because I was dying. He was crying because I was not. That day we found out that I too, like my father, was immortal. And he was not too happy about that. Arya's wedding went great, by the way. I mean, except for the fact that my head was wrapped in bandages and I looked like a lollipop. My body healed quickly though. Um, it was not immediate. It took some time, but For that kind of wound, um I I'd say it healed pretty quickly. I didn't really understand my dad's reaction when we discovered that he and I were the same. I always thought it was a mixture of emotions, you know, your son is dead, but not really. Also, now you have someone to do this unending life thing with. How do you react to that? It's complicated. So, I didn't even bother talking to him about it. Years later, we buried Araya. She died at age 87. She lived a full life. Had a husband and four children, three girls and a baby boy. We had not seen much of her since a few years after her wedding. Did and I had to move because people were getting little suspicious. You can only go so far with the whole oh my dad and I have young looking jeans excuse, you know. Especially when his daughter, your own sister, was visibly aging, you know. So dad and I decided to skip town. We lived on the road, moving from place to place, staying in one place for about 10 years or so. About enough time to get away with the young jeans line. But we kept in contact with Araya. She knew where we were. We saw her. We saw each other from time to time. There was a sense of relief, I suppose, when Araya died. We weren't tethered to a specific place anymore. We liked her husband and kids, but to be honest, we never really had any sort of concrete relationship with them. So it was easy for us to cut ties. I for one felt free. 
It was just my father and I, and the world was our oyster. We traveled and met thousands and thousands of people. We saw civilizations rise and fall. We saw new technologies come and go. What you quickly realize is that nothing lasts forever. Well, except us. Well, except us, of course. The beautiful thing about it was that we had each other. I could always count on the fact that my father was there. Even when the world around me was disappearing. We weren't always together, though. Sometimes we had our falling outs. Naturally. Like any family would, you know. We'd go our separate ways. Other times we seemed to just wanted to travel different paths, explore different places. But one thing that I could count on, almost as much as the fact that I cannot die, is that Dad and I would always find our way back to each other. Cool. So now we're going to take a little bit of a pause here. <clears throat> here's where it gets kind of messy. Like, the story is incomplete, but here's where it gets kind of messy. So that's that. And then, um, after this, I wrote a conclusion. So there's still a huge chunk of the story that still needs to be written. Um, but after this, I wrote a conclusion. So here's the conclusion. The conclusion here now, he, um, what did I call him? Alec is talking to a girl, right? So he was narrating the story this whole time to this girl. And now the conclusion is he's talking to her. And the conclusion, that doesn't make sense. Um, but anyway, I'll explain more at the end of this conclusion. So the, here's the conclusion, right? The thing about living forever is it gets lonely. I know that sooner or later, everyone that I know and love is going to die. I'm going to be left alone again. And then I'm going to have to start again. Be the new guy that just arrived in town with no friends and family. I mean, how the fuck do you even begin to tell people that you're immortal? Well, you're telling me, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Only because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of the secret. I'm tired of carrying this burden alone. I need to tell someone. I need you for whatever reason, to know how tired I am of making new friends, of falling in love over and over again. I'm especially tired of seeing the people I love grow old and die. I cannot begin to tell you how many funerals I have attended, funerals of my friends, lovers, and for a century, and some change, funerals of my own children. And it hurts. All the damn time. It doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any better. I cannot even begin to imagine how this must feel. I'm so sorry. That's all I can say. I'm sorry. Then there was silence. Alec? She finally breaks the silence. Why are you telling me all this? I don't know, Stella. I guess I'm just tired. I don't care anymore. Do you care about me? I know that question should not have upset me. I know she only asked because she's scared. I mean, how are you 
supposed to react when you find out that the guy you have been dating for three years is immortal or that he had been married many times before and even had kids i mean it's a lot to take in but it upset me nonetheless and because i was already and because i was already falling apart i could not control my emotions i didn't say anything and i just walked out into the pouring lane into the pouring rain leaving her alone in the house I didn't know where I was going. All I knew was I needed to breathe. I know she loves me, and I love her too. One of the things I hate about myself is that despite me knowing that the people I love will die, I can't hold back. I don't know how to love half-heartedly. I came back home in the early hours of the morning. Dot, dot, dot. So that's where um, the story completely ends. Not completely, but that's all that I have written down. Now, here's the thing, right? Um, I have a challenge. I have a challenge for you, if you're interested. Um, help me finish the story. Help me finish the story. Uh, we're going to fill in that gap there where... Um, after, after, after. You know, after the dad thing, right? After the dad thing, before the conclusion, there's a gap. There's a lot that needs to happen in there. So we need to fill in that gap. And then maybe um, at the end also, after he comes back home in the early hours of the morning, there should be something as well with Stella, something dramatic, right? So here are the things that I need. I need a twist. I need a twist that involves both the mother and the father, right? The mother's dead, yes, but I need a twist. Um, I need something to happen to Stella. It could be good, it could be bad, I don't know. You take creative liberty with that. I need something to happen with Stella. And... Um, and then, yeah, we need to conclude the story. We need to bring it together really nicely. I've given you like a solid base. Build on it. Add um, whatever you want to add. Conclude it however you want to conclude it. But I just need that twist of the mother and the father. And I need something to happen to Stella. It doesn't have to be long. Just write five pages. Five pages, five and a half pages, whatever. And I will read through... Um, whoever decides to submit and whichever one I like or whichever one I think uh, best suits where I want to go with the story, I will add it into the story, bring it back here and um, tell you guys what whoever wrote. What am I saying? <laughs> and tell you guys what I've selected and yeah, and then I can put it in the story and I think it'd be great. So, again, finish the story. However you want to finish it. Whatever you want to go, you have creative liberty with it. Five pages, so that it's not too long. And then um, we need the twist with both parents. It doesn't have to be like a huge twist. Or Actually, yeah, twist with both parents. Do whatever you want with that. Something to happen with Stella. Do what you want with that. The intensity... Yeah, um, it's all on you. 
whether you want the mom's twist to be bigger than the dad's twist or the same kind of twist or whatever that's all on you um you need to tell us what happened to the dad because he stopped talking about his dad here actually let me add that he stopped talking about his dad um and then he says he's lonely and he's telling stella because he's lonely so we need to figure out where's his dad why is this man's cuz just earlier he was saying i can always count on i could always count on um my dad being there and then all of a sudden he's telling this girl cuz he's tired of carrying this thing alone what happened to man's you need to let us know about that um bring in the twist with the mom and something with stella something with stella do they end up together whatever i don't know and let's figure out if this immortal thing can be transferred you know what no actually let me not mess up what you want to do just go on go on ahead creative liberty write what you want to write just give me those three things what happened to the dad twist with the mom and stella yeah cool 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 send it to me um you can hit me up on my socials shawn underscore hunters on instagram or on twitter just slide in the dms and say yo i have the story and then i'll send you my email you can email it to me um but in either case in either way it, what either way just follow your boy on the socials share the podcast share it with your friends and your friends friends um subscribe to it on whatever platform rate it if the platform allows you to rate put a comment um just let's let's keep pushing let's go let's go i'm actually very excited about this because i want to see what what you are going to do i think i'm going to leave it out for a month and then after a month i'll come back and we can pick it up but anyway yeah man um that's the very incomplete story it's basically still a draft of a draft um it's all over the place but let's let's bring it together help me bring it together yeah thanks a lot Deuces. I don't know why I said that. Just fuck. Bye. You know.